Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be episode 67, and it is going to be for the 19th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Once again, this is The Informed Catholic. My name is Ned Jabbar. This is going to be the readings for the 19th Sunday of Ordinary Time. So, uh, forgive me if uh, this episode seems a little shoddy. It's it's a very loud Sunday, and um, <clears throat> I have to. Uh, if I have air conditioning, but it's in the next room. My mom is using it, and uh, to do this, I have to turn off the fan, or else it's going to sound like a wind tunnel or an airport in this place. So once in a while, I have to stop recording because of uh, the noise from the street, either someone's uh, uh, scooter or. Uh, car or some noise of some kind coming out from the street. So it's a noisy Brooklyn. So uh, let's begin first with the, um, the penitent act in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, and what I have done and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my grievous fault. Therefore I ask Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, and all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, that I have uh, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us and forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Christe eleison, Christe eleison, Christe eleison. Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison, Kyrie eleison. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to people of goodwill. We praise you, we bless you, we adore you, we glorify you. We give you thanks for your great glory. Lord God, Heavenly King, O God, Almighty Father, Lord Jesus Christ, Only Begotten Son, Lord God, Lamb of God, Son of the Father, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. You take away the sins of the world, receive our prayer. You are seated at the right hand of the Father, have mercy on us. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen, amen. So, um, it's a lot of uh, news. The Pope went to Canada. And um, um, it's very confusing to know exactly what's going on. I mean, the news reports show that a lot of people didn't show up and didn't really care, it seems. The audience is a lot of Catholics. And as much as I keep praying for Pope Francis, he also does... Uh, aggravate and frustrate me a lot because it seems like he's choosing a path that is not really it's not building up the church sadly I'm going to say it I don't agree with everything he does but at the same time I don't like criticizing him but I I have to say with all honesty I don't really see his papacy is going to go down very much remembered kindly. 
Um, leave it at, leave it as that. There are the the movement of the lay people, especially to preserve the faith. I just saw something with Alexander Trugo, uh, the Pachimama slayer, the from Austria. And he gave some really positive stuff about what's happening in Europe. Even though there a lot of stuff don't look good, especially with the bishops, there's a lot of positiveness happening among Catholics, lay people. Many of them are, are doing everything they can to preserve the faith. And there's a lot of people going who want tradition. And um, I came across a young Austrian girl uh, on YouTube. Her name is Isabel. And she's, I think she refers to herself as the Catholic bookworm. She's very adorable and she talks a lot about books and everything. And the fact that someone as young as her is really, really in a sense, promoting reading of Catholic books. And as a, and that shows you that there is changes. It's happening around us. We just don't see it. It's just like Elijah went to stand before the Lord and I've been faithful and zealous to the Lord and I'm the only one left and God tells him, no, you're not. There's others out there. And that's true. There are others out there and we have to, we just have to look for them. We just have to look for them and we shouldn't think that we're the only ones. Anyway, let's begin with the readings. Okay, the first reading is from the book of Wisdom, chapter 18, verse 6 to 9. Just as you punished our adversaries, you glorified us whom you had summoned. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The night of the Passover was known beforehand to our fathers. That with, with sure knowledge of the oath in which they put their faith. They might have courage. Your people awaited the salvation of the just and the destruction of their foes. For when you punished our adversaries, in this you glorified us whom you had summoned. In this you glorified us whom you had summoned. For in secret the holy children of, of the good were offering sacrifices and putting into effect with one accord the divine institution. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, let's go back and read it one more time. Wisdom chapter 18, verse 6 to 9. The night of the Passover was known beforehand to our fathers, that with sure knowledge of the oath in which they put their faith, they might have courage. Your people awaited the salvation of the just and the destruction of their foes. For when you punished our adversaries, in this you glorified us whom you had summoned. For in secret the holy children of the good were offering sacrifices and putting into effect with one accord their divine 
in one, in one accord, the divine institution. Okay, one more time. This is a, a good, interesting uh, passage to read, but it's actually kind of difficult to understand a little bit, but it's it's good to read. The night of the Passover was known beforehand to our forefathers that with sure knowledge of the oaths in which they put their faith, they might have courage. Your people awaited the salvation of the just and the destruction of their foes. For when you punish our adversaries, in this you glorified us whom you had summoned. For in secret the holy children of the good were offering sacrifices and putting into effect with one accord the divine institution. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, this particular passage, the book Wisdom, chapter 18, verse 6 and 9, is reminding the, the people of Israel what united them as a people, what made them a people of faith. The great exodus, the great Passover. Uh, for them, the sacrament, uh, which is a foreshadowing of the the new sacrament that Christ, that God will establish through his son Jesus, which is the Eucharist. The, the Eucharist, which would be for the whole world, uh, the sacrament uh, of the body and blood of Christ that would come. The people of Israel are a type figure of the world, of the church that would go out to the world. This event, the event that brought them together, the, uh, the event that would be a prefigure, uh, prefiguration of what would come because the book of Hebrews will tell us this later would tell us about, you know, the passing of the Red through the parting of the sea, which is a picture of baptism and everything. This, this is something that united them. It united them and it, and it, and it brought them together. For us, for us, we should look at it that what unites us is the crucifixion the passion of Christ and the passion of Christ is something that we should take it as, as, as an, as a personal experience, as a reality. And this reality of the passion of Christ, we should look at it as like something we have witnessed. We have experienced personally on a personal level because of the incarnation. The incarnation is the key for me it will always be the incarnation because you cannot, you cannot emphasize enough how the, the word becoming fresh of flesh, the divine logos becoming flesh, becoming human, taking on a human nature without sin, becoming intimate becoming intimate in our lives. You cannot emphasize that enough. You have to keep pondering that because that's important. You will never comprehend it. I have a friend who really has a hard time understanding this. Um, she's an Orthodox Christian, 
But she, I think it's because she grew up not in the faith, but she has to understand that the doctrine of the incarnation, it's not an act. It's not an act. It's a reality. It's a real, true reality in our lives. Because the, the reality of Christ present in our lives cannot be emphasized without the incarnation. The, fa the, the fact that he really truly was, he really truly is now human and divine. That he had a soul. And this is basically the best way to understand it. I know I'm kind of like digressing from what we read here in, in, in the book of wisdom, but it's, it, you know, it's something I think that is there. I mean, look at it. Your people awaited the salvation of the just and the destruction of their foes. That could be pointing to, that definitely is pointing to the salvation that will come through Christ and the destruction of sin in our lives. You need this. You need to believe in it. You need to believe in the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist and in your life and the salvation that will come to us. This is something we have to emphasize. He had a human soul. Before that, before the time of the incarnation, he did not have a human soul. When God became human, he took on a human nature, a human personality, which meant he needed to take on a human soul. A real, he was really truly human. That's something you have to emphasize. All right, let's move on to the psalm. Psalm 33. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Exalt you just in the Lord. Praise from the upright is fitting. Blessed the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he has chosen for his own inheritance. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. See, the eyes of the Lord are upon those who fear him, upon those who hope for his kindness, to deliver them from death, preserve them in spite of famine. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Our soul awaits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. May your kindness, O Lord, be upon us, who have put our hope in you. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Exalt you just in the Lord. Praise from the upright is fitting. Blessed the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he has chosen for his own inheritance. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. See the eye of the Lord up are upon those who fear him, upon those who hope for his kindness to deliver them from death and preserve them in spite of famine. Blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. Our soul awaits for the Lord, who is our help and our shield. May your kindness, O Lord, be upon us who have put our hope in you. Blessed be the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. <clears throat> 
Okay, uh, a reading from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 1 to 2, 8 to 19. Uh, you know, we're going to read the long form. Yeah, which is, it probably gives us two. Yeah, we're going to stick to the long form. I hate, I hate this editing form. Uh, Abraham looked forward to the city whose architecture and maker is God. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Faith is the realization of what is hoped for, an evidence of things not seen. Because of it, the ancients were well attested. By the faith, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He went out not knowing where he was to go. By faith, he, re he sojourned in the promised land as, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs of the same promise, for he was looking forward to the city with foundation, who, uh, with foundation whose architect and maker is God. By faith, he received power to generate even though he was past the normal age and Sarah herself was for, was sterile for he thought that the one who had though though he was past the normal age and Sarah herself was sterile for he thought that the one who had made the promise was trustworthy so it was there came forth from one man, himself as good as dead, descendant as descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as the countless as the as the sands on the seashore. All these died in faith; they did not receive what had been promised, but saw it and greeted it from afar and acknowledged themselves to be strangers and aliens on earth. For those who speak thus show that they are seeking a homeland. If they had been thinking of the, of the land from which they had come, they would have had an opportunity to return. But now they desire a better homeland, a heavenly one. Therefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. By faith Abraham, when put to the test, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promise was ready to offer his only son, of whom it was said, Through Isaac descendants shall bear your name. He reasoned with God, he reasoned that God was able to raise even from the dead, and he received Isaac back as a symbol. The word of the Lord, thanks be to God. I find the letter to the Hebrews amazing because if you if you read it carefully, it's as though and you read it carefully but also personally, is as though is as though someone definitely is writing to us. Because I mean the fact that it's saying that these people trusted and believed God, though they were given promises that were not accomplished in their lifetime, 
but they greeted it from afar. That's a lot of faith. I mean, that is absolutely what faith is. Faith is is believing something, believing though the evidence is not there in front of you, but you know that it's going to happen. I mean, what was it? This book here says it. Um, there's a, it's called the 12 steps to holiness and salvation. It's pretty good. And it says it here. Okay. Here in the, here, faith. Faith is a divinely infused virtue by which man believes on God's authority. What God has revealed and teaches through his holy church. St. Paul calls faith the substance of things to be hoped for and the evidence of things that appear not. Faith is indeed the substance of things to be hoped for. That is to say, the foundation of our hope. For without faith, hope cannot exist. Faith is likewise an evidence of the unseen, the evidence of things that appear not. It's kind of difficult to really to really say it, but you, you believe it, though you don't see it. You know it to be true, not subjectively, but because you know it is true and because God said it and God promised it. You know it's true and you know it's real, though you don't see it. And this is this is the beauty of of why I think it is to be a Christian is that you know God is real and you know you know that there's truth you know that he is the truth and you know what he says to you is the truth and it's not like I believe so he's going to give me a treat he's going to give me a a, a candy or or give me some ice cream because I believe, because I'm a good boy. No. Faith is a deep, deep relationship. A deep trust. A, that goes far beyond any normal relationship. That goes far beyond any human substance. Any human quality. It, it, it's, it's something far more because when you have faith in God, it goes beyond anything. It goes beyond any, any qualities of this reality. It's real. It's as real as this reality and even far real than this reality. Now I'm speaking in a very transcendent form, but it's, but you know what I mean? God is more real than this reality that he created. He's more true than this reality, but yet still as true as this world that we exist in, and yet far more true than this world. And you know, you know that it's, you know that there is a God and his word is truth. He, because he is the truth. Abraham believed and though God fulfilled his promise, gave him a son from his nearly dead body, his old body, and a, gave him a son through a sterile wife. And she had a, she gave birth to a, a son. He, he believed his faith was challenged 
through stages. Because I believe if you read the story of Abraham, it's definitely through stages. And those stages are real. They're real. Oh, they're very real. Because every single stage, Abraham's faith grew more. Giving up Ishmael pushed his faith even further. The challenges he went through with Sarah and the challenges he went with Lot, the challenges he went, you know, he he experienced with God. He kept on going further up. And I know, and and you know, God was leading him, maturing his faith. And the same thing he does with us every single day. The same, the same thing happens to us with Christ. You know, to we become more and more like like him. More and more we reflect him. And we give ourselves, surrender ourselves to him, which eventually that's what we do when we die. We surrender ourselves to him. <coughs> it's something you have to we have to we have to constantly grow in. Our faith has to grow. It has to mature in each stage, in each challenge, until we shake off this earthly, this earthly bond, this earthly chain, in a sense, and to the point when we're ready, we're ready to let go, and we're ready to surrender completely to Him, and we do that in each stage. And each stage is a preparation for the next stage. And that final stage is complete surrender at death to him. Nobody likes to talk about it, but it's true. And our society definitely is a society that basically wants to hold on to this world. We see this with many, with with what they're trying to do now with save the planet, save the climate, um, uh, the sexual freedoms and, 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 and liberties that they want. They want to take every, any, every, as much as they can, they can from this reality. And they want to stay in this reality as much as possible because they can't stand the idea of what they can't see because they don't have the faith to able to see, to able to believe, to be able to trust. So they put all their faith in this reality. And they're not prepared and they never will be if they just realize you can't stay in this reality. You can't hold on to it. It's the same thing with their, with their sexual pleasures, with money, with power, with government, with food, with materialism. They can't, they, you cannot hold on to this life. This is why we need God desperately. Okay, let's move on. All right, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. You also must be prepared. Um, Luke chapter 12, verse 32 to 48. So this is the long form. I'm going to stick to the long form. Uh, Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Stay awake and be ready, for you do not know on what day your Lord will come. Uh, this quotes from Matthew 24, uh, 24, verse 42 to 44. All right. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your father 
is pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your belongings and give alms. Provide money bags for your for yourselves that do not wear out, and an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that no thief can reach nor moth destroy. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Gird your loins and light your lamps and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those whose, servant, whose servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Blessed are those Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Amen, I say to you. He will gird himself. He will gird himself and have them recline a table and proceed to wait on them. Should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way. Blessed are those servants. Be sure of this for um, if the master of the house had known the hour when the thief was coming he would be he would not have let his house be broken into you also must be prepared for an hour you do not expect the son of man will come then peter said lord is this parable meant for us or for everyone and the lord replied who then is the faithful and prudent steward when the master will put in charge of his servants to distribute the food allowances at the proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master on arrival finds doing so. Truly I say to you, the master will put the servant in charge of his property but if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming and begins to beat the, ma the, main, the manservants and the maidservants to eat and drink and get drunk, then that servant's master will come on an hour unexpected day and at an, at an unknown hour and will punish the servant severely and assign him to a place with the unfaithful the, that servant who who knew his his master's will but did not make a preparations nor act in an accord with his will shall be beaten severely and the servant who was ignorant of his master's will master's will but acted in a way deserving of a severe beating shall be beaten only lightly much will be ex uh, required of of the of the person entrusted and much will um, and much and still more will be demanded of the of the of the person entrusted with more gospel of the lord praise to you lord jesus christ sorry about the uh shoddy reading i'm exhausted uh, the heat has been here exhausting. I mean, it's been like in the 90s and the humidity and um, and 
even though I do I have air conditioning in the other room, in this room, of course, if I have it on, it'll be too loud. And if I have the fan on, you're going to hear it in the background. It's going to sound like uh, an airport. Um, this particular um, gospel, sadly, in church today, the homily, the 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 deacon gave someone riding his bike out there. Um, the homily had nothing to do with this. It really, it's sad. Uh, it was empty today. I guess a lot of people have gone on their vacation or it was just too hot to leave the house. Um, I, I honestly believe that this message is given to the ministers, the shepherds of the church. It's obvious it's given to them because the fact that you have Simon Peter, Peter, the apostle, asking, Lord, is this message for us or this is parable for meant for us or for everyone? The Lord didn't really specify, but it's obvious it's meant for the shepherds. But it can be meant it can also be meant for all of us. But really, think about it. What is the biggest problem we have now in the church? We have bad bishops, bad priests. Many of them don't believe. It's obvious by their actions and the, the what they're trying to push with all the synodal stuff. It's obvious that they don't believe, that they have been caught up with the culture, with secularism. Secularism is the new religion. The fact that the... Uh, the term uh, secular or culture uh, is is a Latin Greek word, basically, which means to cultivate. And this is basically the word secular is referring to the outside of cultivation, which is referring to the to the society or outside. Un, you know, in a sense that it's it's really it's really an opposing culture. It's an opposing culture, an opposing way of life. And it's not genuine. It's constantly artificial. It's constantly looking to reinvent reinvent itself. Look at the, I mean, Roe versus Wade was overturned, but guess what? It's not over. The battle is not over. We live in an opposing world. We live in a world that is anti-religious. It hates God. It hates everything. We live in the world that basically is 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 materialistic, and and believes only in this reality, believes only in this world. The LGBT culture has prevailed and become a religion. They're trying to cultivate, harvest our, harvest children. Now, I mean, every, th th this is important. It's not over. The abortion thing is not over. None of this is over. Okay, they're going. They're they're not going to give up on aborting babies, on child sacrifice, and they're not going to give up in converting the kids and perverting them, hurting, taking away their innocence when it comes to this to, to this stuff about LGBT. The problem is also is a lot of Christians are not mature in knowing how they got to fight this. Many of them are afraid, and many of them also believe in it because they don't have the gospel in them sorry folks you can't believe in the world 
and think that you're a good Christian. You can't believe in this stuff and believe that you're a believing Christian. It, you know, and people will say, well, Jesus never said anything about homosexuality. Are you sure he didn't say anything to, uh, uh, indirectly? Because you can look in the gospel and he does affirm that God created male and female. He did say that. Just because he didn't say anything about homosexuality doesn't mean that he agreed with it. The Jewish culture knew what the, what the mandate, what the law says about impure sexual acts. In the beginning, he made them male and female. Man and woman, he made them. That's pretty clear right there. He says that he's defending marriage. There are some who are born eunuchs and some who are made eunuchs by the will of man. Some make themselves eunuchs for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Let those, let those accept it, accept it. Okay? I don't think he, he obviously defended sex, which is the sexual, the, the binary, the man and woman. So don't think that just because he didn't say directly, the letter of Romans says it. Paul makes it quite clear and he's speaking with the blessing and the voice of Christ. So none of this nonsense that you got to hear it directly from the voice of Christ, you do hear it. The Bible says it. Christ's voice is everywhere from the first page of Genesis to the last page of the book of Revelation. So let's not get, let's not fool ourselves. You have to believe and you have to oppose this antichrist culture the antichrist is here it's the culture we have to defend we have to stand up and we have to make a choice okay can't sit around and can't say i'm not you know it has nothing to do with me it has everything to do with you just because you think you think you're going to hide forever you're not going to hide forever it's they're going to come after you they're coming after us in our jobs. We're going to have to make a choice. All right? Because if we don't do something now, we're going to be judged when we come there. We have to. You have to oppose it with your prayer. You have to oppose it with, with you know, in your life. You have to oppose it in every way. Not everybody has to go out and be a martyr, but we do have to oppose it. We have to. How you vote. All right? It telling people that they're on the wrong path is not hate telling people that they've chosen the wrong way of life is not hate not telling them not warning them just like Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh I mean yeah Jonah Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh I almost thought I got my prophets wrong and what happened he was forced to go to Nineveh whether he liked it or not You have to make a choice. All right? There's, there's a lot of saints out there. A lot of saints. There's many of them. We just have to find them. And we have to support each other through prayer, through fasting, through penance. And we have to vote correctly. Okay? Like it or not, our culture is being chastised. Now, we just went through a COVID thing and now there's monkeypox. Who knows what they're going to try to do with the monkeypox mandates and everything. All right? And you know what? It's affecting those with a perverse lifestyle, with a loose sexual lifestyle. All right? 
it's going to affect people and it's going to affect people severely. And they're going, and you know what? They're going to take advantage. The politicians are going to take advantage of it and try to make shutdowns and mandates and impose impose laws. You know, we have to we have to be aware, and unfortunately, we have to pray for better bishops and better priests. We have to. We have to. Like it or not, the Holy Spirit is going to make movements. Is going to he, he, the Holy Spirit is going to start shaking things up, and and we're going to have to speak up. And many of us are going to have to endure the rebuke of Caesar, the rebuke of of, of the Antichrist government. It's going to come. It's going to come at us, whether we like it or not. All right, God is going to demand that voices speak up. We have to start praying, and we have to start practicing penance. I know I have to, and I know I'm weak. I am weak, and I, and I pray, I pray that God to give me the strength, because, you know, that's why I, I make these podcasts because part of me wants to do something. I don't know how many people out there want to listen. I don't know how many people people are listening. Start looking around and start paying attention. Start praying. Pray that rosary. Pray, pray, pray. And start practicing penance. Don't have to talk about it. Don't have to tell anybody about it. You don't have to. Just keep it quiet between you and God. Let's move on. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father, through him all things were made. And for us men and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, and by the Holy Spirit was incarnate of the Virgin Mary and became man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried, and rose again on the third day. In accordance with the scriptures, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is adored and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic church. I confess one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, and I look forward to the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now, the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. O oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. St. Michael, Archangel of God, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wild and wicked attack of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And now, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the divine power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.